0: Welcome to Redemption Unveiled. Do you ever feel like something is missing from your faith? Disappointed in life? Hi, I'm Haley, and I want to help you get a clear plan so that you can show up for the adventure God made for you. Because I don't believe anyone should end up disappointed with the only life they get. But it's not just that. I know that the earth is waiting for you to show up. Redemption Unveiled. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast. I am excited to have you here today as always. And today I have another guest. Today's a guest podcast. I'm looking forward to sharing with you. Before we get started, today is finally the day that I can share with you the 10 day kickstart and you can actually sign up to join. Um, This is for anyone who really just wants to make sure that 2024 you stay focused on what God has asked you to do. We are going to look through your entire life and get a clear idea of what you need to spend your time doing this year. It's called the 10 day kickstart. I am very excited about this. It's going to be hosted in a private Facebook group. And so every single day for 10 days, we're going to simply answer one question. And I'm going to be mailing out the kickstart guides here at the beginning of February. And that way you have everything you need to get organized for 2024. My whole goal with this kickstart is to make sure that you do not end 2024 feeling disappointed with your year. Okay. So if you are ready to get clear and focused on your year, this is for you. So you can click the link in the comments, or go to 10daykickstart.com. Of course, you can always reach out to me and message me if you want more information. I cannot wait to take you or any other woman through this so that I can help you really get a clear vision for your year. I'm very much looking forward to this. Again, the um, I am mailing the Kickstart guides out at the 1st of February. So we'll be getting started in the middle of February And it will be 10 days, Monday through Friday. Two weeks, Monday through Friday. So anyway, let me know if you have any questions. I am looking forward to getting started. Now, for today's episode, I am going to have my sister Chloe. Welcome, Chloe. Hello. It's wonderful to have you here with us on the pod. And we have been discussing adventures with people. And I'm loving this opportunity to have people on And going through real life adventures, because I think that's the key of helping everyone understand what adventure in life looks like, is that it truly is just, it starts with an idea, but then a lot of struggle happens before we get our victory. And so I think walking through and hearing some people and what the adventures really entail has been helpful for all of us. So... I wanted to have you on today to share about your journey to finding love
1: (laughs) (laughs) to your soulmate, (laughs) to your lover. (laughs) Welcome. Quite the journey. It's going to be a good day today, guys. (laughs) Buckle up. (laughs) So I first want to say
0: we always start with the idea. So what is the idea that you had for your life that sent
1: you on this adventure as you know we are a family of seven and i fall where i have four of the siblings above me and two below me and the four siblings above me um i would say at least three of them by the time i started dating had in my mind kind of this perfect love story and it was exactly how i wanted mine to go it was just They found their person early. They found their person. They got to be with their person. And it was kind of as simple as that. And that's what I saw for my life. I wanted to find my person and I wanted to be with my person. And that definitely just was not the case for me. And my sister right above me, she has a very similar story, except her story probably took place a little later than the three above us, but still like she found her person and she got to be with her person. So as I kind of started dating and being the fifth child, I feel like mom kind of, mom and dad kind of let me probably start dating. Earlier than what did you call it when you were
0: pre-dating. in <laughs> elementary? When, when you were in elementary school and you weren't allowed yeah. to have. pre-dating boyfriends.
1: was before you were allowed to date.
0: <laughs> but if I was to date, it would be you. <laughs> it's the dating before the date. I remember uh, when that came out that you were pre dating. We're like,
1: what? No. I got what? a note. Yes, circle yes or no. Can we pre date? <laughs> <laughs> and I brought it home to mom, and everyone made fun of me. I was like. In sixth grade, maybe. I was probably even younger than that. But that's when my dating journey began. I've told my kids about that. I'm like, well, you're not allowed to have boyfriends, but you could do
0: what Chloe did. There's always it's called a pre-date.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I had a couple boyfriends, and I didn't even really start talking, like, words to them by the time I got to high school. I mean, there were a couple I had, you know. So you pre-date I never got too serious. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> dated a couple you you know, your parents drop you off the movies or take you to the movies or you text a couple times when you had to pay for your text. So you could only send them a certain amount of text per day because otherwise I think I had like a hundred a month I could send. And that was including the ones I received. So (laughs) you really had to be careful. But so there's that. But I would say when I got into actually like taking ownership of dating and Having conversations with boys and hanging out with them, and it being more of a dating experience, I had this idea of how it was going to go. And I was just kind of waiting for that lucky person that was just ready to take this journey with me. Because Zach is the oldest of our family,
0: and him and Sarah started dating when they were 15. Hannah started dating her now husband when she was 16 mm-hmm. and I started dating Carter when I was 14. Mm-hmm. So you had a bit of this skewed vision that teenage years meant serious dating and getting married. Serious <laughs> dating, getting married and married. Not that anyone told you you needed to no. do that. You just that was
1: just what you saw. Our parents got married young and and that even fell into Marrying like my first kiss, so I had like all this pressure around that because I was like in my head, I'm like, if I kiss you, we're getting married. <laughs> because me and Hannah married our first kiss. Yes, and right. and that's why I didn't kiss anyone until I was a junior in high school and was <laughs> dating someone for a couple of years. And finally, mom was the one who's like, if you're going to date, <laughs> have you're to probably going to have some to point. let your boyfriend kiss you. And but I just remember being like, I just told her I was like, if I do that. I don't know if we're going to end up together. And she's like, who, where are, where is this coming from? And I'm like, but that's how everyone did it. That That's how the story works in our family. And, you know, she was like, your story is different than everyone else's story. Like you're going to have to take this journey to realize and take the pressure off yourself. So that <laughs> helped a lot, I will say. Um, so, you know, I get... I would consider probably my first serious boyfriend. We'll call him Bob. (laughs) Oh, Bobby Bob. (laughs) And there were, I would say, I would say it's your typical high school relationship. Um, We both were athletes. He was funny. It was fun. I feel like early on, it was fun and great. And then we kind of got in this... Cycle where I don't even remember. I would say we broke up twice, dated, I don't know, around three times probably. Um, but at one point, I remember overall, I remember being pretty happy in my relationship, but there definitely was a lot more drama around it than I don't consider myself a dramatic person. Um, but it just seemed like it wasn't easy. I would say it wasn't an easy it got to the point you know once we were in it probably a year where it wasn't as easy and things kind of started not making sense as much um and I remember at one point my best friend at the time we were getting ready I think for a football game i will say it's been a while but we were getting ready and my best friend was like I have to tell you something And she's like, I've actually known this for a while. I can't remember if she knew for a couple weeks or if it was a couple months, but she knew something that I didn't know. And she had told me that she knew my boyfriend had cheated on me and she knew who it was with. And she was kind of friends with this other girl. And she had like firsthand knowledge that (laughs) he had cheated. And so I just remember being, that was like my first experience where even if Maybe there were some subtle clues. It was like the first time I was like, this is not, this is not how my story's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is not, this isn't what my other siblings have gone through. Like, this isn't fun. And I remember, I, I guess I could drive. And I remember going to his house and confronting him. And I remember going inside and his parents had said he was in the shower and they could definitely tell something was off. Like, I was like, okay, well, I'll just hang out and wait until he gets out of the shower. Well, he's showering for, like, 30 minutes. I mean, much longer. His parents start kind of picking up on some cues of, like, well, while he's in the shower, he's texting me to leave. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I think I will stay. I have some stuff to say. So this is kind of all happening. They're like, he's out of the shower. You can go. You know, they have this, like, game room. I go back there and I just remember confronting him and I'll never forget. I felt like he wouldn't give me the time of day. He wouldn't look at me. And I just remember thinking, I'm going to take your whatever it was, Xbox and I'm going to throw this. (laughs) (laughs) And I, it's again, it was just one of those scenarios where I'm like, this feels like everything against like who I would say I am, but like it just brought up this anger and this, devastation and this just feeling betrayed. Did and so, you do that? I didn't take his Xbox, <laughs> but I did try to rip his controller, his game controller out of his hand. And yeah, it was just kind of like a interaction. <laughs> I really wanted to just be able to kind of say like, I know. I mean, you feel so stupid. And so you just want to like proclaim that, you know, and like tell them all. And so that's what I did. And then I left. Well, You leave that scenario and, you know, you break up, whatever. Time goes by and found myself dating him again. And at this (laughs) point, I don't remember. I know it had gone into a cycle where we had, like, been kind of on again, off again. And at one point in our family, like, dating is a big deal. And if you are dating someone in our family, you are a part of the family. And so when I wanted to get back with him after all this I remember mom and dad were like okay well you guys need to come and like have a conversation with the family just to like touch base on and I'm like yeah okay I mean I'll tell him that but I'm just thought (laughs) he's probably just kind of part ways at this point (laughs) I mean our family is there's a lot of us it seems kind of what was that your senior year that you were redating or I think this was my junior year It could have been my sophomore year because we started dating my freshman year and Mm -hmm. then like my sophomore year this was probably my sophomore year um because i think by the time my junior year rolled around i kind of got it figured out but probably let's say my sophomore year um so we actually end up having a conversation with the family all as well we date again and i would say Because when I found out Bob was cheating on me, that was around football season. Not to be confused with like a (laughs) middle-aged old man, but yes, Bob. And then the next year, I think it was around basketball season that we were dating again. And we both were basketball players and he was on, or there was something happened with homecoming court. Either he was on homecoming court or a girl was on homecoming court. And how that works is like the basketball players often would like escort the nominees out and stuff like that. So somewhere along the lines, someone asks him or he asks someone, I don't know, to escort him or escort her. And I was like, yeah, great. No big deal. Like you're out in front of everyone. I don't care if you're like walking someone out for homecoming. Well, that kind of turned into, but this
0: wasn't the girl he cheated on you with.
1: No, different girl. Okay. Uh, different girl. Who cheated the first time. Yes. Okay. But we're about to get into the next part. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a new girl. And anyways, it, they started kind of like having a friendship. That's fine. In high school, you know, you're friends with a bunch of different people. Well, I will never forget. um, She was really friendly towards me and stuff. But over time, it kind of progressed into this friendship that they had I was the girlfriend it's kind of a weird dynamic and by the time basketball season was wrapped up and prom came along I found myself in a scenario where again it had not fully come out but probably that he had cheated on me basically and I remember the week of prom we broke up and he broke up with me because and he was going with this other girl, the week of prom. So, like, you already have your dress. You already have everything planned. You're not most likely going to find j- another is date. This junior prom? This would have been my junior prom. My junior prom. But he was a year older. So, at this point, I remember, I will never forget, sitting in the car and we broke up. And <laughs> I remember that, for some reason, I had bought our tickets And he was going to pay me back for them. And I remember he, like, offered me money for, like, his ticket. And I didn't take it. And I just am like, why would you not take his money? Like, he is breaking up with you the week of prom. He is taking another girl. Which I guess he didn't probably say that in the moment. But, like, he did. And I paid for him to go. (laughs) And I went by myself. Like, I... I just remember being like, I'm going to go by myself. I actually had, that was one of my most fun proms ever. But it's just like these scenarios when you look back and you're <laughs> like, probably should have taken the money. I mean, <laughs> or I, ripped a ticket it's up. probably like $20. I don't even know. But so that kind of wraps up. I know there was one more time it almost circled back around. But at that point it was like, I mean, there were a lot of little stories within that, that just, it was just best if we parted ways. <laughs> I, I don't think we were each other's person at that point. So <laughs> you had not we, found the person. Yeah, and, and at that point, I mean, that had taken up most of my high school career. And um, I remember I had this coach, I'll never forget. She pulled me aside one day and she just like looked at me and was like, basically kind of like, wake up. Like, you deserve to be in a relationship. And I just remember thinking like, are my teachers like paying attention? (laughs) Like, do my teachers know that I, am like, it just was that first time that I had someone outside of my family probably. And she was a coach and she pulled me aside and I just, I'll never forget just like leaving that conversation being like, she's right. Like she is right. And so, you know, I pretty sure tried to come back around one more time, didn't pan out. And so Then rolls my senior year of high school. At this point, I had been single for a while. Um, I don't know. I don't know how long. But I had been single for a good chunk of time. And we had this friend group that we all... There was like a group of guys and a group of girls that we all hung out with. And in comes in boyfriend number two. We can call him Joe. So, Joe, we were really good friends. I mean, even throughout high school, he was just like a good buddy. And... We started dating probably the middle or end of football season. And it's kind of one of those things like we hung out for a long time as friends. Everyone thought we were dating when we weren't dating. And then we finally started dating like in the winter. So, again, in my head, I'm like, I want to be serious. Like, I just always kind of in my head thought like, I'm not dating just to date. Like, if I'm dating you, I have the envisionment that one day, We could get married. And so we start dating. And honestly, like very funny guy, made me laugh a lot. We had a lot of fun together. Like we did a lot of fun stuff. Like it just seemed like a fun relationship. And there come a point where I had signed to play volleyball in college. And he was wanting to play basketball in college. But he had a few places he was looking at. And at this point, we had been dating for a few months, but I definitely did not ever necessarily think we were going to end up at the same school. Uh, The school I ended up at was kind of, I mean, kind of random. It kind of came out of nowhere for me and ended up being perfect for me. And turns out, long story short, they were actually interested in him playing basketball there, and he ended up signing there as well. So... We go on this adventure, and honestly, for the first year of our relationship, there wasn't a lot that seemed too off to me, which I don't know if that is looking back. Hindsight's (laughs) twenty Let's just say that. But for a year, I felt like, you know, I have a pretty good relationship. Like, we have a lot of fun. There wasn't as much drama tied to it for the most part. Well, we graduate. Kind of starts being a little bit of drama, but we go to college, and we date for a few months. It was really fun because he had a good friend on the basketball team who was dating one of my good friends on the volleyball team. So we got to hang out and lots of fun. Well, let's say three months into college, things start getting a little weird. And I, it was kind of one of those times where in your head, you're dating someone, you have these trust issues from your past relationship, but There was really no reason in my head of why I shouldn't be trusting him. And I always, I never wanted to carry over like mistrust from another relationship. And it came to the point where instead of like in my first relationship with Bob, where there were like subtle hints all along the way with Joe, it was kind of like a bomb blew up in my face all at once. And at this point, you know, we're dating. We had dated a couple of years. Sophomore year of college trolls around, and things were weird. And it completely blew up. And it was like all of this this person I thought someone was ended up being basically the complete opposite. And I had found out just basically our whole relationship, he had been cheating on me. There was to the extent of probably some a lot of other things that were not definitely not things I knew were going on that he was doing behind my back. Um and once it came out, I remember, like again, hindsight twenty twenty, you kind of start looking back on some things that just definitely did not add up. So talking about hindsight, let's just talk about a few scenarios along the way that came up. So at one point in our relationship, he had come over um to mom and dad's house and we had hung out and he went home and i remember the next morning i woke up and mom came in my room and said hey joe dropped off your ph- joe told me to tell you your phone is in your car and i was like what like i was so confused cuz i was home i knew i had had my phone at home and my phone being in my car, like things were not adding up. She's like, I don't really know, but he told me to tell you your phone's in your car. So I get up, I get up, and mom and dad start kind of telling me this that. This is like
0: a bizarre, I remember hearing this at a restaurant after it
1: happened. Yeah, I'm well, like, and what's what funny. In actual. Is I told this story so <laughs> many times. And when I tell it, people are going to be like, you're an idiot. But like, I told this story with him by my side so many times. And he had to be shaking in his boots because this story does not make sense.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I think it goes to show how when you are with someone who lies, how much you will believe. Yes. Someone like... There is training that happens to someone who has you in a position where they're lying to you. There's a lot of training. And so, <clears throat> like, it's not just one lie. They, ha- they think about everything that they're presenting to you to make sure they trust you. Yeah. And how- this was one of those times that I was like...
1: No, everyone around me was like, this doesn't... That story's funny, but, like, I don't understand it. And, and and to me, I was just, like, I was telling it over and over to everyone I could because I was, like, guys, listen to this story. Like, this is insane. And I remember mom thinking, like, mom told me later, like, I knew things, like, something was weird, but she was just, like of like mental noting like yeah. this. this is like the first time right but when you like he had not like there for us there
0: like wasn't red flags at all and so when you trust someone mm-hmm. here's what I've learned when you do not lie you do not think you're li- being lied to mm-hmm. that is what I've learned like I'm not a liar and mm-hmm. I trust what people say and as I've gotten older I will I recognize like oh some people lie mm-hmm. like I forget yeah that people lie and yeah. When you're in a relationship closely with someone who lies and you don't lie,
1: it's a recipe for a huge mess because you will believe what they say. Yeah, and I definitely was very naive, and I knew that. And when people would tell me that, it kind of has a negative connotation to it. I mean, when people would tell me, like, you're naive, I kind of felt like they were calling me stupid. But at the same time, I also felt like I just had – I just kind of, you believe in people. yeah. Like I I just wanted to believe people had good intentions <clears throat> and especially when you're dating them. And, like, <laughs> especially when you are, I mean, we were just doing it. a lot of life together. I just don't see the point. Like to me, I just never saw the point. Like if you want to go live this other life, go do it. But like, why right. do I have to be a part? Yeah. Why do I have to right. be this piece that like hides all these things?
0: It right. just never
1: made sense to me. And so, so the story was, so the story was, I'm at mom and dad's mom wakes me up. She says, Joe wanted me to tell you your phone is in your car. And I'm like, waking up, I'm like, super confused. I'm like, why is Joe telling you? Because you went
0: to bed with your phone right beside you.
1: Yes. And you wake up and you are told your phone's in your car. Yes. And it was so super weird. So (laughs) then I find out as I get up. Mom and dad start to tell me that after I had gone to bed, which me and Haven had shared a room at the time, so me and Haven had gone to bed, and at some point in the middle of the night, Joe had called. I can't remember if it was mom or dad. I think it was mom. Had called mom and said he needed in our house because he forgot his wallet. And so he, dad, goes lets him in and at this point like dad said he had like just like locked the house up he had just gotten into bed and this all happens so dad just thinking like in his head it's kind of like oh he yeah. got home he came back realized he forgot yeah. something dad lets him in he's like he was in here for i don't even know dad was like five to ten minutes he said it was kind of weird but he went in grabbed his wallet as he said and then left And then the next morning, they say that my phone's in my car. And so, again, doesn't add up, but to me, I'm just like, oh, this is what he said. So the next morning, I go get my phone out of my car and I have all these texts that are like, oh my gosh, you'll never believe what happened. Like, I, last night, I sleep drove, slept drove to your house. And I'm like, wow, that is insane. (laughs) Like, that's so crazy. You could have gotten hurt. Like, do people really sleep drive? You probably need to get that looked at. Like, oh my gosh, did you tell your mom? And he's like, yeah, like, I guess I came to your house and like said I needed my wallet. And like, he had this whole story to go with it. And he was just like, it was so crazy. And then I realized I had gotten home with your phone. And so I drove it back to your house and just stuck it in your car. And I'm like, wow, that's like, su- that's such an insane story. I mean, I had told it over and over and over, <laughs> but I had believed every ounce of it because like I said, I'm just like, why would you lie about that? I mean, right. that's super weird. So whatever. <laughs> so I move on with life. I'm like telling this story and I move on. Well, other things kind of start to happen. Like, honestly, in a few months span, that just were weird and off and I remember mom kind of started to notice, like I remember I had planned something for his birthday as a surprise and I had put in like a lot of work to it and he ended up like bailing last minute. And I know there was one time like mom and dad had, we were going to have a birthday dinner for him and again, like bailed last minute and things just started to get really weird and off and it just wasn't fun anymore. So I, I always tell side note
0: I always give such different advice like when you're dating mm-hmm. get out mm-hmm. because when you're married you need to try to make it work mm-hmm. like it's like the exact opposite and it's like i tell my kids i mean none of them none of them are dating or even pre-dating yet <laughs> but, but i'm like the whole point of dating is to be kind of picky and difficult mm-hmm. like you don't if you settle too much when you're dating you'll regret it when you're married mm-hmm. like i will tell stories of things that I just told Carter when I when we were dating like I'm not doing this and this is what I want for my life and this is what like like he almost moved <clears throat> he didn't almost move he one time mentioned he could go away for college and I told him <laughs> if he did I'd break up with him and I would date other people <laughs> It like, like, for you, but I'm like no like because I've always just with dating like I never even though we got married at 19 I was like up for zero settling I wasn't going to set, I mean, compromising and blending your, your goals and dreams, mm-hmm. of course. Like, and I told him, if you need to do that, go do that. But I don't I don't want to do
1: that. And so I, I don't, I'm not going to do that. See, like, and that's what's interesting because in my mind, that was me. Like, I was always the girl where I was like, oh, if someone cheated on me. I'd be gone in two seconds. Like, I would literally, <laughs> oh, no, like, no way. And then I got cheated on. Sleep driving, I am really good with. But I'm like, and I just remember, even from a young age, I was always like, oh, if someone cheated on me, like, no. And then I continually dated cheaters. But it's not the same. Like, I've walked through it enough with people. Like, it's not
0: so black and white when you literally love someone. Yeah, Like, it's not so black and white. I've seen it many times with people. And I don't think it should be so black and white. Like, I mean, I completely understand. But when you are dating it should
1: be more black and white (laughs) well and i think when you're dating though you see you see sides of someone that maybe not everyone sees and i always say that like and even more when you're married oh yeah and i always like especially for your marriage i always feel like god gives me grace for my now husband dawson like i have extra grace for him that like you wouldn't have for him right and vice versa and I even felt that way when I was dating like I just had this extra grace for people that I was dating even though a third party perspective could be like what in the world are you doing right and it always came back to I wanted to be a nice person I didn't want to be the one who was being mean or whatever and I'm not saying I did all perfect but at the end of the day I ended up being tolerant of a lot more than I should have been out of trying not to be out of trying to give grace and be nice and seeing the good in someone and the potential. So we have that, we have a few experiences there and I'll never forget. I went into one of my friends rooms. Um, We were getting, we were getting ready for this dance called Sadie Hawkins and the girls asked the guys at our college and I had went and bought, I think it was like two dozen donuts and I, I don't remember how I was going to <laughs> As ask. As Chloe would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, probably some extras for me, but I was going to ask him with donuts. And I remember, you no, know, I was working on this, like, invitation or whatever, asking him to Sadie Hawkins. And one of my teammates walked in and was like, hey, I need to talk with you. And I was like, yeah, what's up? And she's like, I'm really sorry to be the person to tell you this, but Joe is cheating on you. And I just remember being like, this again. (laughs) Like, instantly, there were things that deep down I knew. Like, when she said that, there wasn't this piece in me that was like, you're lying. Right. Because around that time, there was another scenario where, like, he had gone to hang out with friends. And he said his phone had died. And it got really weird the next day. He was like, Overly checking in, acting super weird, overcompensating, and then that same week I found out from someone I worked with that, like, actually him and a bunch of his friends were at this bonfire that, like, I never knew about with a bunch of girls. Right. And then, like, there were just all these little signs, like, looking back, like his car had smelled like... I don't know, weed or something. Like, it was like, but it was his friends that, you right. know, no, that's my friend's jacket. It was just right. like, oh, okay. I, I mean, I was just so quick to believe, like, everything. Right. And when, in that relationship, I didn't think I had all these, like, past references to look back on. So I was like, you know, we're good, we're good, we're good. So she's like, she tells me he had been cheating on me. So I confront him. We end up breaking up. And again, I go to Sadie Hawkins on my own. Another dance that I end up at by myself, like the week of had a blast. It was fine. I had good friends. But so we work through all of that. And at this point, I just kind of feel like I'm behind. Like I am a sophomore in college and I'm having to start over again. Like I am behind. This is not how my story was supposed to go. Not only is this not how my story is supposed to go, but honestly, if you look back on my dating life, it's kind of sucked. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I've been betrayed. I've been – I feel rejected. I feel like I'm not good enough. And I've never been someone, like, growing up that never felt worthy or not good enough. But all these relationships that I'd gotten myself into subtly felt like they were telling me that. And so, luckily, I felt like because of my relationship with Bob – in everything I had gone again, through. Again, not an old man. Not an old man. <laughs> no. But because of my relationship with Bob, there were things I just knew, like, I don't want to do this again. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of had that in my head, like, okay, now I know you've cheated at least once. I don't want to be a part of the next time. And so... But again, people are smooth talkers. And at this point, I would say I was dating a habitual liar and someone who does that. He was very sensitive. He was always like, just knew how to get, like, himself he was a very, trouble.
0: like, kind, meek yeah. person. Like, no. I, you know, everybody has stereotypes of what a person like this would be, but like, he was just a very, um, like, you, I just, You just wouldn't have thought that he wasn't like a super like outgoing, confident, like work in the room type person. Like he was just a very tender hearted, very tender hearted, very very kind, very funny, easygoing
1: person. Yeah. And you are kind of like, hmm, really? (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. So uh, time plays out. I remember he had kind of asked if we could start like talking again and, you know. All the things. And I remember I was at this basketball game where we were definitely were not dating, but we were, like, in communication again. And he, I remember I get this message from a stranger who lives in a different state. And she's like, hey, did you date or are you dating Joe? And I just remember being like, what is happening? Like, I don't know you. Why are you asking me this? And, but at this point I knew, I'm like, whatever you have to tell, I want to know because he's trying to work his way back in. So I find out, you know, basically he had been talking to another girl and he was telling her like, cause she was asking questions because she saw pictures like on social media. And basically he had said like, she's nothing. Like <laughs> we... <laughs> <laughs> basically <laughs> I mean like with all due respect she <laughs> like, means absolutely nothing yeah, to me like oh yeah we dated but that's nothing and I'm like no we had a very serious relationship and he's still trying to come back around and I remember after the basketball game I was like hey um let's meet up to talk and I will never forget the look on his face when I I just knew, like, I'm not doing this again. Yeah. And I just started reading the messages that she had sent me between them two. And I just started reading them. And literally his face. Like, there was no denying at this point. And it was, like, the first time that I had, like, factual evidence that he couldn't turn around on me. Because in all my relationships, it always anytime I'd been cheated on, anytime, uh, my boyfriends had liked pictures of other girls or were hanging out with other girls or letting other girls sit on their lap in front of me, like weird things. (laughs) It always always got turned on me. Like by the end of the argument, it was my problem. And I remember mom was like, Chloe, what is happening? Like, this is not your problem. Like you, you have reasons to be angry. And every time you leave and it's, you like you are the mm-hmm. problem and like we're all for evaluating your issues and problems <laughs> but some of these are like hard nose like right. in a relationship and like you said these are boyfriends this is not my husband at right. this point and so I that was like the end and I remember me and my best friend at the time who was dating one of his good friends they had recently broke up around the same time and we go on this journey of singlehood and at first you know you kind of bond over like your anger towards your exes and you're just kind of like this was not how our stories were supposed to go but then we really rose above i mean we didn't want to sit there long and we're like you know what if we're going to be single let's go live it up let's go like we had a very fun college there was lots of fun things going on all the time and i am telling you one of the probably proudest moments of myself was this journey of singlehood and looking back, I mean, I'm constantly texting my best friend telling her, like, I'm so proud of us because instead of sitting around and waiting, we decided to just, I mean, we were going to every country concert we could go to. We were, this is the friend that we, I bought a camper and we toted it across the country for a summer and we knew nothing about camper. Like we had no business doing that, but we <laughs> we literally- went on adventures. And I just feel like I got in this mindset where I was like, you know, if I'm going to be single, whether it's for another day or for another year, I want to look back and know that I lived during this time. Like, I don't just want to wait and twiddle my thumbs. And for so much of my, I mean, for so many years, I was in serious quote unquote relationships that weren't I mean, serious to me. And (laughs) 50% of the the relationship. I felt invested in, but I kind of felt this freedom to go be adventurous and go hang out with my friends. And we had this like year and a half stint where, I mean, if I had any advice to anyone who is single right now and feels discouraged or feels rejected or feels like you're settling in your relationship, it truly is to one, like that saying that's like, Don't let your person find you waiting and not living. Like, go and live. Because I just always try to go back to, like, this could be my last day I'm single. Like, (laughs) who knows? And that went on for a while. Like, I was single for a while. But, and there were hard times. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's definitely, you go through these, like, it's kind of like a roller coaster. Sometimes you're like, oh, singlehood, I love it. And then there's other moments you're like, am I ever going to find someone? Like like, I think that's the thing with all of our adventures
0: Like, they start with an idea, and pretty much until we get our victory, it's just a struggle. And you have to battle those thoughts that come in, like, this is never going to happen. Like, you're always going to end up with people like this, or nobody ever is going to be faithful to you. You're never going to find someone that you, you know, your person that you truly had this idea was out there. Like, you felt like you had a calling on your life to create this family, and then you are trying to make it happen, you know, and it doesn't unfold. And I think that one of the greatest things I want to help people understand about their adventures is that <clears throat> the struggle is part of the adventure. It's not just setting out and getting it done. Like, it is the story that makes it valuable. Like, mm. it's your story to your person that makes it, that makes you appreciate what you have mm-hmm. because of your experience. You know, now does that mean everything you walked through, you had to have walked through or that you should do it like that as like advice for people? No. But when you, when you're walking life, doing your best, trying to hold on to what you feel called to, called to hold on to. And then you just look back and you, you can see clearly like oh, more yeah. when you look back and you're like, okay, I see thing I see new things about myself. I'm going to take those things and move forward. Like, the second time it happened you were you were like okay i have to make a shift like right. i can't just wait around or expect something to fall in my you know fall in place in my life right and i'm going to move forward and actually live still not letting go of the dream you had that one day you would have a wonderful partnership with a man that is kind and faithful to you mm-hmm. and like actually your dream relationship but not that you're saying, well, never mind, that's never going to happen. But you're not just not moving forward in other areas and calls on your life right. because it isn't the timing yet.
1: Right. And that's the biggest thing is, like, I knew, I mean, I knew from probably, I don't even know, age five, like, my dream and goal was to get married and have kids. Like, that was my, like, I wanted to be a mom and I and wanted to be a And all the feminists wife. are screaming right now. <laughs> <laughs> It is true. I mean, no, even I mean, as I'm married now, that's the thing. I'm like, I just want to have kids. Like, that is my main focus. And I knew God had given that to me. Like, I knew because I knew when I told people, when they'd be like, I would tell them like I want to have anywhere from five to twelve kids. They're like, <laughs> that is insane. And I just realized like that's not everyone's dream, right? Like not everyone wants to have a big family, right? We kind of think we think we are
0: skewed because we have so many big families right. in our family that we think it's very normal. Like right. I have five kids. I, our brother has six kids. We're from seven kids. You uh, you know, it's like
1: that seems really normal. Yeah, for it just us. seems part of. I'm like. And so when you go on your journey and it's just not, you're like, okay, God, I know you've put this in my heart, but like, why is this not panning out for me? Like, this is not working. I am trying. I feel like I have tried to do it the best way that I know how, but I feel very defeated in the fact that this is this is my story and I actually don't want it to be. <laughs> like, I'm like, I wanted, I wanted their story. <laughs> right. This story is hard and disappointing and honestly just not that fun. And I just feel like time and time again, I have trusted and I have been slapped in the face, been told I'm naive and honestly felt very stupid. And, you know, once you get further away from it, I just was like, you know what? I'd rather be the person that trusted someone than the person that didn't, I guess. But I feel like, you know, that journey didn't end there. We went on, you know, the singlehood journey and you have this stint where you're like, this is so much fun. But there does come a point where you're like, all right, like anytime you're ready to like tie this up in a bow and bring me my guy, like I'm ready. I feel like I've put in the work. Like I feel like I'm a better person. And, and I remember even my ex like had told me, he's like, well, I'm just confused. Like you're just moving on so easily. And I'm like... Because you were nothing that you said you were. I was, and I'm ready to, like, I'm ready to find my person. And so I went on this journey that was, like, I'm buckling down. I'm figuring my crap out. And I'm going to soak up the time with my friends while I can until that person comes. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, the next person I date, that's going to be my person. Like, (laughs) here we go. Here we go again. Third time's a charm. And... Honestly, I didn't date for a very long time, and then I was, me and my best friend at the time, both were kind of like, okay, like, I think, like, it could be kind of fun to start dating again, and in this stint of probably six months, I started dating, and I say more like casual dating, like going on dates, but nothing long-term, like, there were several guys that I, you know, maybe hung out with a few times, but nothing turned into, like, a very serious thing. And i remember texting you guys i was at work and i remember texting all the sisters and mom and just literally saying how discouraged i was i mean i had seen it all at that point i had the guy i would met one time and he was literally ready to marry me the guy that again said he was who he was but actually was a player like i mean a couple of those like i i mean i had seen it all at that point and i had even online dated for like two weeks it was brutal yeah you did <clears throat> online dating was not for me and that can be you've got to have some stamina and some <laughs> endurance to like <laughs> sift through the crazies but I online dated met a guy you know been there was ghosting and then there was coming back acting like it was fine I mean I had literally seen it all in that my guy and I
0: remember like you went on a date and he was like all about you and I mean remember he was like oh come hang out with my family this weekend we're having a big barbecue yeah. and then you're like well we'll see so then you messaged him and said okay yeah I can and he literally didn't respond Before until like and then he was like hey sorry and then I remember you just like I'm not doing this. This no. is a bunch of like, and you yeah. just like completely chewed him out, and he was like, "Gosh," and yeah. you're like, "No, Again, I am not doing these yeah. men trying to make act, it my fault." Exactly. I'm like, it was so funny because totally, I remember reading the text. I was like, "Okay, Chloe is not quite the same person." No, she was.
1: because it was like, because you knew you are lying. Yeah, like, and I'm like, I don't want to be with someone who doesn't talk to me for a week and then acts like. Literally, I think the next text I got was like. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Like, I'm like, well, it
0: doesn't touch (laughs) you for a week after he invited you to a
1: big family thing. And I
0: remember telling you, because he lived in another town, we didn't know him or his family. And I said, okay, we have to put some safety measures in place, Chloe. Like, we don't know this person. So we were kind of, like, thinking practically before you responded. And then you finally responded, like, you know, what are you thinking? I'm, you know, trying to get a plan. And he, like, never responded until the, hey, what's up? After the family event was over. And we're like, we don't do that. Like, we do not act like that in this family. And then that was the end. (laughs) No, and
1: I had a couple of those. I mean, like I said, I had seen it all. And at this point, I was like, okay, God, I feel like I have given, like, dating a shot. And I remember once in my singlehood, I had this dream. I'd say it's probably the closest to a prophetic dream that I've ever felt like I've had. And I just remember it was me and this guy. And I remember he came up and he hugged me. And I felt like a love that I had never felt before for for like in any of my relationships. I mean, outside of my family. And I was like, I don't want to settle for anything but what I just felt like in that dream. Like I woke up and was like, okay, like that is what I want. That is what the Lord intends for me. And I have never experienced that. And so, you know, I date was discouraged I remember texting the family being like I'm just so exhausted like I'm done I'm disappointed I'm heartbroken I don't feel like this is panning out at all how I want and I'm trying to be positive and I'm trying to trust God's plan but at this point I just feel done and lo and behold I think it was literally in that month that Dawson had come around and we we were friends I mean, backstory.
0: Tell us who Dawson is. Dawson is my man.
1: And he, it's just so funny because looking back on our relationship, we were friends in high school and friends. I mean, we tried to to date once, but like. (laughs) And I mean, friends. We had a lot of growing up to do. And he was, we were very nice people, but like we had, we even went to prom one year together, but just as friends. Which prom was it? So which prom was it? We went my sophomore year. Me and him went to prom together as friends. So was that before... When was that? After Bob and before Joe or between Bob's? This was between Bob's. (laughs) Yes. Between Bob's was Dawson. (laughs) One one Dawson prom. And we we're friends. We tried to date, didn't really pan out, but we had decided to go to prom together, which for me was very fun. I won $10 at a dancing competition. I was not a good prom date that year though. I like was doing my own thing. You know, it's easier for girls to do their own thing at prom. Like you can go dance with your friends. Dawson's like, yeah, I literally stood (laughs) with like another guy or two on the side. And like, he tried to dance with me, but at that point, like we had tried to date, and then it was kind of like Ew, he like, was, yeah. Um, but it's it's funny because we have pictures of you guys together oh, yeah. going to
0: a dance. Oh yeah, but and like you said, you never like
1: you guys were never in a relationship. And at that point, it was like right before prom. I had kind of told him like, "Hey, I just see us as friends." So he was totally cool with it, so respectful. But it definitely put a different vibe to like our prom date, and it was just kind of like we did our own thing at prom. kind of. I mean, <laughs> but I think you got we danced like one time. Yeah. And we got some pictures and we ate all the garden. So then so, fast
0: forward and you're in this
1: place of like, I'm so defeated. Yeah. So done. So exhausted. Honestly, just kind of at this point where you're like, I want to have hope. I do deep down. I always had hope. Like I always knew God was deep, going to bring deep. me someone. But at this point I was feeling like, Whatever. Like, right. I, I can always adopt. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can be a single mom and adopt. Like, I, whatever this looks like, I know the Lord has put this on my heart. I know this is the biggest dream I have for my life. And I know my God to be faithful. And so. But you guys had been friends.
0: I mean, you guys kind of had a, a, a group of people that would hang out all through.
1: Like, you guys would all. Yes. And like, I would say probably, like, once a year. Yeah. We would, like. You know, go do lunch or go do something. So we would reconnect. And you were
0: always one of those people that had a lot of friends that were girls or guys that you were just like,
1: yeah. Mom always said I had a lot of guy friends. I just said with they were creating so life. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, you kind of mesh with men because you're kind of a
1: yeah. I don't know, a low key low, girl, low key. I mean, I didn't really thrive on the drama. I, I'm i not saying I wasn't a part of drama, but I also <laughs> Looking will Looking back, like, you played yeah, your role. <laughs> no, but I, I didn't want to be, but you know, it's hard to avoid sometimes when you're in high school. So, Dawson and I, he was playing basketball in college at a local college from our hometown, and I was a couple hours away playing volleyball. And we had reconnected here and there, but... It wasn't until he went to Hawaii with his family, and I got an alert on my phone that there was a missile threat in Hawaii, and I knew his whole family was there, (laughs) and I was like, I don't really, like, when I saw the alert come up, I didn't really know what it meant. I was just like, oh, yeah. Well, then, you know, as it pans out on social media that day, it, like, comes out, like, they literally thought there was a missile threat. And then they said, oh, false alarm. It was very weird. But I reached out to him and was like, hey, like just like checked in. <laughs> and we like reconnected there. And honestly, looking back, that's like the whole, we're like, wow. I mean, <laughs> that missile, that threat, missile really <laughs> threat really just started our- strong for you. But that's like when we reconnected. And I remember he had asked me to breakfast- And in my head... I I remember. I remember the breakfast. Yes. We went to breakfast. And I, in my head, I'm like... I remember asking, like, some of my friends, like, we're going to breakfast. Like, that's just like as friends, right? I mean, that wasn't odd for us to go to breakfast. But normally, more people were there. And so, we were just reconnecting. So, we go. And in my head, I'm like, I'm just establishing, like, we're reconnecting as friends going to breakfast. Dawson's like... This is a date. Like, he's like, in his head, he's like, I'm taking this girl on a date. He did pay. So, I don't know. I guess. Up in the air. a pole. <laughs> I would, yeah. I'd I still say don't say it's a date, but he does. So, we go to breakfast. It was very enjoyable. But it was interesting because, yes, we had hung out from time to time. But at this point, I had never, he was always a friend. I mean, other than a split second in high school when we tried to date. Like, he was always a friend. And sometimes I just always had in my head that like this huge love story of this someone I did not know was just going to come about. I mean, it would have to because I knew, I mean, how was anyone else I knew going to be my love story? Like in my head, I'm like, that's just not going to happen. I know, I know my, I know love when I see it. (laughs) And I'm like, it's gotta be someone I've never met. And so then, you know, a week later we go on, like, an official date.
0: Well, he asked you on a date. And I remember even you deciding if you were going to go, if you should go, if Well, because you in my go, head, I you... was
1: like, I told mom, I was like, okay, if I go on this date, I'm going to know, like, if I can see him as more than a friend. And if I can see him as more than a friend, and we start to date. Like, I knew the moment if he, it came to him asking me to be his girlfriend, in my head, I was like, we're going to get married. Like, if I say yes to dating him, because when we reconnected, I just knew, like, the type of person he was and the type of person I was and, like, where we were at. I was like, this is it. So, and honestly, in my head, I was like, God, I don't have another dating story in me. So, like, I, but I, it was so weird because it was so different than all. It was so different than I expected.
0: Remember when we had, I don't remember, it was multiple conversations and I, I, your fear was, the reason you were so afraid was because you were scared if you went on a date with him and you couldn't date, like if you just couldn't, like you were afraid you couldn't be friends with him after mm-hmm. that, you know? So you were like, you just kept saying, I don't want to ruin our friendship mm-hmm. by going on a date with him. And I remember having that conversation, like. I think you'll know 30 minutes after the date. Yeah. If, you, if this date goes well, because we all knew Dawson so well, I'm like, if, this, if you can date him, I think you'll marry him. But if you can't, like, yeah, your friendship might be
1: over. No. I mean, and sometimes how, it
0: doesn't take much. Sometimes when you, like, go on a date and it doesn't go well and you're like, I can't see you the same Well, anymore. and
1: the funny thing is, is when me and Dawson kind of reconnected before we had gone to breakfast and gone to dinner, like, prior not even that far prior, I remember telling my best friend who was single, I said, I have someone who I think would be a good fit for you. And we still laugh at this because I'm like, in my head, it never came to me setting them up. But I'm like, I knew he was a great guy. Right. Like, I knew he was a great guy. But I just was like, in my head, I'm like, but we're friends. Like, it would never be anything different. And then when we went on a date, which she had started dating someone else at that point, so it was all fine. She didn't care. But it was just so funny because I'm like, I knew I knew what I knew. Like, I knew he was a great guy. And that, I think, brought a lot of comfort because, I mean, he came from a great family. He was a great guy. I could tell he had changed and grown up a lot from, you know, our high school years. I could tell I had grown, changed a lot from our high school years. And so... It's just interesting because I, I remember thinking like I, there hasn't been one time in our relationship that I've ever not trusted him. And I just didn't even know if that was possible because at this point, you know, you've been told you're naive and stupid for trusting people that you shouldn't be trusting. And there was never a time I have not trusted him. I literally, my dating life, I just feel like is such a huge part of my testimony and brought me so much of being able to help others and judging people less of like, when I have a friend that gets cheated on and doesn't want to leave their boyfriend immediately. It's like, no, I totally see that. Like, I, I just feel like when I look back, I always say, it wasn't how I thought it was going to play out, but I would not change a thing because of one, it brought me to Dawson Two, everything. Like it has made me appreciate the smallest of small things, to the biggest of big things with Dawson, like his loyalty, his kindness, his ability to like just really be loved by about anyone. He's so easygoing. He is the best dad. He is the best husband. Like he has allowed me to live my dream. I mean, he is the best dad, the best husband, so loyal, adores me. I mean, that is something that I feel like our families always, even just cracking jokes of like,
0: yeah, Carter was the one who got made fun of for how mm-hmm. much he doted on me until Dawson came. And, and he's I recognized he will like, never measure up
1: to Dawson. I, I'm like, I want that. I want someone who's just like into me and obsessed and like willing to give me the world. And I mean, you were there the one time he said no to letting me take the kittens from the flood. He, Our house was flooding and I wanted to take all the kittens. It was hilarious. And he said they'd be fine on the porch. And that was like one of the first times I was like... You were saying no, and this is hard for me to accept. You really struggled. Yeah, it was so, it was hard. but It was hilarious. I just feel like it's so crazy because God truly knows. He truly knows better than we know. I would have, I mean, we talk about that all the time. Like, if God would have come down to this earth in high school and said, just so you know, in 10 years, you guys will be married. I would have laughed in his face. Like, I don't see how this circle's around. Like, I don't see, I know. Like, I don't see how it circles around. <laughs> how it circles but I'm around. like, that is just the funny part in the faithfulness of God of like, I know you better than you know yourself. Mm-hmm. I know you need this time. I know you need to learn what you need to learn. And yes, like, I don't know. I just feel like right now I am living a life that I have prayed for and I have hoped for and I have dreamed for. And even though in my mind, I, it was delayed, and it did not go as planned, I would not change a single thing. And I just think that is so cool of, as I look back, I know there were times that I was discouraged. I know there were times that I questioned God's plan. But I also know that deep down, I always had a hope. And I always knew God was going to come through. I didn't know when. And I think that's the hardest part, is it's like, I know God's going to come through, but like, How long what is if it's not till I'm... 40, you know, what if it's yeah. not, what if it's tomorrow? What if it's 10 years from now? And that was the hardest part. I guess I never really questioned him coming through. It was just when, and yeah. if I was going to be okay with that. And what if. And are you going to wait for it? Yeah. Like, are
0: you going to make it happen on your own, mm-hmm. in your own way, in your own plan? Because we've all done that before. where you are like, I'm just going to make this fit because I'm done waiting. Mm-hmm. And there's consequences for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, looking back, you probably did that some yourself of like I'm gonna make this work because I have this plan and there was hardship you went through because of forcing your idea you know Mm -hmm. your adventure but I completely agree and I I find that unfortunately it is the greatest struggles and the biggest weights and the longings that don't just snap right into place that we end up valuing the most like it offers so much value to our victory Mm -hmm. and because you know how hard it was to get to this place like Mm -hmm. you you remember being that little girl with the dream and you remember everything you went through to get here and that's my role. Like I want to help people recognize the cost of their adventure. Mm-hmm. And you, we have to pe- be people who hold on. Like once our idea turns into something we feel truly called to or promised, it's our job to protect the idea and the promise and to hold tight to it and persevere and not settle without getting it done. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually carry a lot of responsibility that the things God has called me to do and asked me to do are not that it's my responsibility to get it done, but it's my responsibility to hold on to the faith, be obedient to what he asked me to do, and trust him that he will get it done, but not force it in my own time and force things to happen. And then I look back or give up. Mm-hmm. because I realize it's just too hard, because these things are hard. No matter what God's called you to do, when it doesn't just happen in a day, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And we question ourselves. We realize we're not equipped. We realize we failed miserably. We realize we're making mistakes. Like there's all, I mean, all of us are in that same place with our own journeys. And, you know, I, I think that that's why it, hearing people's adventures and the struggle that it took to get their victory is so valuable so as we wrap this up I just want to I know you've shared a lot of transformation obviously but like when you look at who Chloe was before or in the past versus who Chloe was after she got this victory like where did what would you say you transformed? Like, what did you learn
1: about God? Like, what did it shift in you of this adventure changed me? Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny because when you told me we were going to be talking about my dating story, I pulled out some of my old journals from, because I was like, wow, that feels like a lifetime ago. Like, it feels like a completely different life. But I knew that that part of my life has gotten me to where I am today. And I know that it has been... Such a journey, <laughs> such a journey to get there. And when I look back, I just feel like it's your story of knowing something has been promised to you and been put in your heart by God. Like when He wove me together, there were certain dreams he gave me. And I think the whole journey of questioning of are you a good God? Like, would you give me these dreams? And fulfill them. Because Mm -hmm. I think there's times where it's like, yeah, when everything's going great, that's who I believe my God to be. But when I was going through it time and time again, it's like, is my God who he said he is? And I feel like for, you know, eight years or however long I dated, it was finally circling back to being like, I am exactly who I have said I am. And I will exceed your expectations. And I know you better than you know yourself and honestly when I look at that it's kind of like the whole journey of by the end just knowing my God does provide and he provides better than I know and so anytime there's a scenario now that it's like this is not how I envisioned this is not (laughs) this is not going according to plan just falling back to like no my God shows up my god does have a plan and to seek that peace and i think that was a big thing i remember you walked alongside me with so much of this and one thing you had said and mom had said was like the lord does not use confusion to steer you and that was like a huge thing i remember i held on to during that time was like if there's confusion and that's making you you know decide something like God's going to bring clarity if you're asking. So he doesn't direct you by fear or confusion. And so I feel like during that time, I I learned that I do hear God's voice. And That's I do awesome. know my God. And I do know that he is faithful to his word. And so I, that would just be my encouragement to anyone who's going through something that is not panning out how they they hope or that they thought it would. And even though you're trying your best and even some of that stuff that's outside of your control to just find your peace one day at a time, keep on going, but never lose hope because that is just the biggest thing that I think, you know, like you've said, Satan, Satan wants to destroy our hope, but God is good and he will come through and it will be better than you can ask or imagine. I truly believe that with everything in me.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you very much, Chloe, for sharing your journey to your person. It was a wonderful story. Thank you, (gasps) Dawson. (laughs) Thank you, Dawson, for coming along. We love you. (laughs) We love you, Dawson. And I am excited to continue just helping everyone listening to find the adventure that God has for them. And I just want to remind you that if you want to get clarity for your year and you are ready to really get started and get a clear plan, get all of your ideas for 2024 down mapped out customized to your life then I want you to join the 10 day kickstart I am going to be mailing the packets out here soon and I want you to join me 10daykickstart.com the link will be in the comments or in the description or you can also reach out to me and I'll get you what you need so I hope you guys have a great week I'll see you back here next week bye thank you for joining me I hope you enjoyed this episode And if you did, would you mind leaving a review? That would be amazing. And also, if you'd like to connect on social media, I'm Redemption Unveiled Everywhere or Haley Marie Carter on Instagram. I would love to connect with you. I will see you back here next Wednesday for a new podcast episode. And remember that the earth is waiting for you to show up. Have a great day.